You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Rival Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Neil. I'm joined by Bruce. What up, Bruce? What's going on, man? What's up, man? We're going to be bringing the, the listeners, the viewers, a new episode every week covering the games that just finished. We'll look ahead some to, to next week. We'll splash in a little bit of data, a little bit of film, a lot of narrative. You know, I love narrative, Bruce. That's, indeed, that's, my, that's, that's my spot right there. But, um, <laughs> no analytics, we'll, just narrative. Just narrative. <laughs> exactly. It's much more fun that way. Yeah. Um, we'll keep the episode shorter to the point. Um, you know, the fancy topics that we feel are important rather than dragging on and on for hours. We'll just keep these short and to the point. Um, before we get into football, man, everything good on your side? Everything is good, man. Football is back. I'm happy. I got like 12 fancy football teams. Uh, <laughs> I might be winning a couple of them. So, uh, so it's going good. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Same thing, man. Tons of leagues. I think this week, if I, if I, if I recall correctly, I think I only had one that's really like banking on today that I could potentially win there if, if uh, Judy does. A little bit more, but okay. I think I lost. I, I might have lost one game this week. It's my Scott Fishbowl, so it sucks. But oh, um, nice. we'll see how the rest plays out. Um, other than that, man, it's been a good day. Busy. My son just uh, he had his first soccer game today. He scored three goals. So I'm on a high note right now. So figured, uh, you know, carry that into the episode. The good energy. Yeah, let's do yeah. it, man. Let's get into it. All right. Just just for the listeners and the viewers, since this is the first time we're doing this, the players we discuss, the context. We discuss them, and it's all going to, like, vary. Uh, we know that people, you know, listening or watching may be fantasy managers with different scoring league, different type of scoring, different size rosters. Um, I'm not going to be biased to that. Bruce isn't going to be biased to that. We don't have any, you know, particular lane that we're shooting this advice for. So whether you're in a, you know, standard league scoring, 10-team, 10-manager 10 league, or you're playing in leagues with crazy roster sizes and scoring that and me and Bruce actually participate a few of those together. Or even if you're just playing daily fantasy, like this, this conversation we had, the debates we had, the players we discussed, it's not going to be biased towards any specific league. So anyone can be able to enjoy this. That's the way we're doing this, Bruce. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, man. All right. So let's just jump straight into this. Like I said, we're going to be, you know, quick hitting. No reason to like drag the conversation on to all different things and stretch it out. Let's go straight into um, I mean, we're recording this during Monday Night Football, so we won't have that game. You know, it's not finished, so we can't really throw a lot of those players into the conversation. But for surprises of the week that you had for week one, that's basically over at this point. Who who surprised you? It could be one player, two players, however, however you're feeling. Yeah, that's an easy one. I think uh, James Robinson. I think the fact that he mm. came out and he got the bulk of the carries. I mean, he basically uh, was running crazy. Um, and he came off the Achilles Achilles injury, and uh, yeah, he looked good. He looked he looked really good. So I think he's he surprised me the most. What about you? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, saying on that, I mean, it, it, part of it's surprising because you thought ETN was going to take the, the job and just run with it, right? Yeah. So I, I see where you're saying with that. And a lot of people didn't feel, I guess, after that injury, how comfortable they were with James Robinson. But he's a guy, man. That it's like it's nice to see. It's refreshing to see a guy like him who. Never gets like you know tons of praise thrown on him. He was just underrated since the day he entered yeah. the league, and here he is still just you know pushing along and being so productive. It's, it's nice, yeah. Yeah, you know it's funny. Like over the summer, I think everyone was really pushing the narrative that Travis Etienne was going to be the guy. He was going to yeah. be playing all three downs. But listen, Etienne, he is definitely not that guy in terms of like an every down back. You know, he's he's not going to be running between the tackles. He's going to be that third down back. He's He might get some play, you know, a couple of first downs or a couple uh, of the early down work. But it's this, it's the James Robinson show, man, I think, in, uh, yeah. in Jacksonville. 
And yeah, then, I mean, and, and, and you know, Travis is a good player. He's talented, yeah. and, and you know, they'll figure out ways to to get him involved. Hey, I, and I'm a fan of offenses that don't necessarily have to stick to one guy and, and act like that's the only way to win. I mean, they're mixing it up, and that, and that's good to see for the Jaguars, man. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, guy, I mean, I, I, lo- I love the positive vibes out of Jacksonville right now. Yeah, I think it's flown over with with uh, James Robinson. You know, they they got rid of Urban Myers. You know, they got. They got the the new coach in there. They got some new players in there. They got a bunch of new receivers. So, so yeah, I like I like what they're doing. And I think James is kind of like the icing on the cake. How yeah. he started out week one. So I hope he keeps it going. Yeah, getting Urban Meyer out there was bigger than I think yeah. most people believe, yeah, especially for, sure. for narratives, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for uh, sure. Yeah. So if I'm gonna pick a surprise this week, I'm actually gonna go with the quarterback position, and it's Carson Wentz. Ooh, Mostly okay. because I don't I don't have Carson Wentz in any leagues. I didn't. Really, you know, I, I didn't get too hyped up about him or too down, too low on him. I was, it was just, I'm just kind of eh on Carson Wentz. Yeah. But I mean, he came out there. I know it's the first week and, and things are sloppy and interceptions are, you know, happening everywhere. People are getting sacked left and right. But Carson Wentz was the first one scoring touchdowns. He was, he was looking good out there. He, I think he, he had the most touchdowns at the end of the week uh, besides Mahomes. So, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> and Mahomes at five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. so Carson Wentz at four. Um, he had that offense just in general looking legit, like players all over. It wasn't like he was, you know, kind of like Mahomes. He wasn't on one guy. It was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he was spreading the ball around. And Carson Wentz, man, I, like depending on who you ask, he gets a bad rap or he deserves it. I mean, however you want to uh, look at it. But I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of folks left Carson Wentz for dead. I mean, yeah. given what he did that, that last game uh, of uh, – the season for the Colts last year. I mean, a lot of a lot of folks wrote him off, and yeah. here he is. You know, he's it, which it just goes to show. You know, you you can't count guys out. You know, they keep battling, keep working. And he's in a good spot. He's in a good spot in Washington. They got weapons. I mean, you just hope that he doesn't go back to revert back to the old uh, Carson Wentz. You know, the turnover machine making bad decisions. But I mean, everyone knows that the the NFC East is pretty weak this year, so. If he keeps it up, I mean, you know, the sky's the limit for where commanders can go in the division. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like the idea, like I said, that he was it was multiples of weapons being used, different players being used. It wasn't like, you know, it relied on one guy in the offense. So it feels good. I mean, we'll see, like you said, if it continues that way, if he can keep it consistently. Um, but if you're in a league where your quarterback just got hurt and someone like Wentz is available because you're in a league that that kind of guy is available in the, in the waivers, or if you're in a deeper league and you're starting two quarterbacks, I mean, he just made himself – you know, at least feel for now like a legitimate quarterback that you can, yeah, you know, yeah. rely on to get you some points. So I was surprised for sure. Um, if you got surprises, you also have players that potentially you're overreacting about, right? So whether it's in a positive way or whether it's in a negative way, there's guys that, and week one is infamous, right, for overreaction. And mm-hmm. even as fans, not even from a fantasy perspective, but just your team loses or your team crushes somebody and you're either super high or you're super low about it um what i'll I'll go first with this actually my biggest overreaction that i came away with and it's it's something i actually feel and i don't want to feel this way because the guy has proved over and over again that he belongs you know Mm -hmm. in the hall of fame and that he belongs in the top echelon of quarterbacks but aaron Rodgers, man aaron Mm Rodgers had a bad week and i'm not saying Aaron Rodgers isn't start worthy. I'm not saying drop him. I know I've seen people even say that as crazy as it sounds. I'm just more comfortable saying that, and maybe I'm overreacting, 
that Aaron Rodgers will not finish in the top 10 this year at quarterback. I think he's outside the top 10. And I'm more comfortable at 11 or thir- through 13, you know what I mean, okay. than, than okay. the top so 10. Top so, okay. Yeah, so, so, I, so I feel like he's not a top 10 quarterback this season. I just don't think the weapons are there. You know, there's a lot more quarterbacks with better situations, better guys yeah. to throw the ball to. And while Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen, I just think losing Devontae Adams, not getting a surefire, you know, wide receiver target yeah. for him to rely on is going to affect the guy, man. And, and, and of course, things will get better. The rookies will get better. He'll get more comfortable. But I just feel like I'm okay. And hopefully I'm not overreacting. But if it to many, will probably be an overreaction by me saying he's outside the top 10. How do you feel about that? You know what? I, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I think the Vikings are definitely better on defense, but they shouldn't have been the team that shut Aaron Rodgers down. I do think that you saw what everyone believed was going to happen when Aaron Rodgers doesn't have like a legit uh, wide receiver one weapon. I mean, Lazar was obviously out. And yeah. Romeo Dobbs was his number one receiver. So I think maybe when, when Lazar comes back, you know, he'll, he'll probably have a bounce back game. But I mean, I don't think it's an overreaction to say that he won't finish the year as a top 10 quarterback. So there's I just so many good quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, there's so yeah. many good weapons out there for these quarterbacks. His situation just, even, even if he plays well, like how mm-hmm. good can these guys actually help him finish the year? I mean, yeah. Watson dropped that, uh, that catch for the touchdown. It was a gigantic catch he dropped. <laughs> And I mean, again, I know these guys are going to get better, and I know it's not going to continue to be that way. Hopefully, but yeah. I just feel comfortable saying that I may be overreacting, but Aaron Rodgers outside the top ten for you know for me. I got a question for you though. Who do you think finishes the year higher, uh, Justin Fields or Aaron Rodgers? Man, I think I'm going to go with Rodgers. Yeah, because yeah, because I'm not crazy about Fields' weapons either. You know what I mean? So fair. I'm going to have to go with the Hall of Famer for now. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to see see what happens then. Okay. Are you? Do you not agree? Uh, you know what? I, surprisingly, I think, uh, you know, and I think Justin Fields could have been one of my surprise picks, but yeah. I really I really like what I saw from Justin Fields in that game. He was yeah. making plays. You know, he was, he was running the ball. I feel like if you want to be like, uh, you know, the, the whole Konami quarterback thing. If you can run the ball, you can score points, you know, so you don't yes. have to put up a lot of points through the air. You know, if he runs for 50, 60 yards a game, maybe throws for a touchdown, I think, you know, that could put him in that stratosphere of, like, top 10 quarterback. So Yeah, and you like the energy at the end of the game, you know, them all sliding. Love it, the I love it, yeah. Felt good, man. Felt good I love it. Me. I love it the fact that he did in a monsoon. It was, it was you know, so <laughs> it so was great. Let's see what he does when when the weather is actually nice, and you know, I, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, who do you have for an overreaction, or what team or player? I mean, where where, where are you going with this one? Okay, uh, this might be a surprise overreaction, but it's still an overreaction. I think uh, the Titans. You know, you come out and you lose to uh, the G Men. Listen, they're my team. That's my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't come out and lose to the Giants in Tennessee. No, you, you just can't do it. I mean, I watched that game, and it looked like the Titans had control of the game for, for the most part, and then they just let it slip away. They did a, a, an end-around sweep, or they tried to do some kind of jet sweep with uh, the rookie tight end instead of just giving the ball to uh, tra- uh, to, 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 to the King. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry. I was gonna say Travis Henry, but yeah, to, to Derrick <laughs> Henry. Um, yeah, I, so when you when you make start making decisions, like you start overthinking it. Uh, and I think that the the fact that they lost to the Giants, 
right? That's not mm-hmm. that's definitely not a good omen. Right. Uh, and then the fact that up next they got the Bills, they got the Raiders, they got the Colts. They could start the year 0-4. Mm. And if they start the the year 0-4, we could be watching, you know, the start of the Malik Willis uh start clock. So, you know, the countdown could be yeah, it could begin. So we'll see. I actually like this, man. I like this. I I I honestly, I mean, like most fans, I think most fans want to see Malik Willis play, right? Like I this dude. Too. I mean, in preseason, he looked he looked great. Yeah. Uh, you you said Konami code quarterback earlier about Fields. I mean, this this guy is the you know the definition of it. If he can get if he can bring it all together and make it happen. Um. That, see, this is the thing when you draft a quarterback like that is everyone's itching to see the guy play. Like, yeah. and it's no shade to Ryan Tannehill. Like he is what he is. But when you get an exciting guy like Willis sitting there, it's like it's hard to not be excited and anticipating. When that happens, right? I mean, obviously, Titan fans don't want to hear what we're saying right now. They don't want to hear this. <laughs> they want to win games. Yeah, yeah. You put the Giants omen on them, man. I mean, you, I'm, I'm you listen, see, man. As a Giants fan, you're calling it an omen. Yeah, listen, Daddy Dimes. He he led the Giants. Him, listen, Saquon. Uh, Saquon looked like the old Saquon. That was crazy. You know, he looked like Saquon in 2018, which is even wilder. So. Uh, yeah, yeah man. I, I think. It, listen, if, if they come out and they start 0 four. And then they lose to the Commanders. I think that's the fifth game. They lose to the Commanders, and then they got to play the Colts again. Yeah, it it could be a wrap. It could be a wrap. <laughs> it could be a wrap for them. It'll uh, it'll be bad news for Titan fans, but it'll be great for the rest of us. Exactly, so exactly. You know, exactly. I, I think he's gonna be good for them. I know he's a work in progress for a lot of people, but I, I think he's gonna be good. I really do. Um, and hey, I don't know, man. Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback, but. When you have a guy waiting in the wings that you believe can be potentially superstar, um, I don't know how long you wait, man. You can't hold him back, you man. Wait. You can only hold him down for so long. Gone are the days that you let quarterbacks sit forever. You know Those, days like, Those days are gone. Those days are gone. So yeah, I'm with you on that overreaction. I, I I would like to see it. Like I said, I don't want to see the Titan fans, you know, losing all these games. But the closer we get to Willis, the more excited I am too. So I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Yeah. Here we are, man. Talking about. It. A Hall of Fame quarterback, a rookie quarterback. We'll see who's overreacting. We'll see. I, I, by the time you're talking about, you know, week five, some of these overreactions may be realities, man. I, we'll yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe the, the, Aaron Rodgers may be outside the top ten. Malik Willis might be starting. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'd, like, I'd like to see them at least get him involved and, you know, give him some plays. I don't yeah. Know. I see. I don't but I don't, I don't know if that's really the, the Titan way to, like, kind of, yeah. Mix in the quarterback. I feel like, you know, with, with uh Brable, they're very old school. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna stick with Tannehill until things go sideways. So I mean I'm yeah. hoping I wanna see I wanna see Malik Willis. I wanna see him out there. But I think it's gonna take either an injury or like Tannehill just has to like they just gotta lose. But I mean yeah, I don't wish them to, to lose, but you know, right. Yeah, I do want to see Malik Willis. So we'll see what happens. All right, cool. So we talked about surprises from week yeah, one. Yeah. We talked about overreactions from week one. Mm-hmm. The only thing it really leaves us with, as far as week one is concerned, is disappointments. Mm. And again, it's week one. It's messy. It's nasty. There could be a lot of disappointments. There could be you know, tons of them. And you, like I said, mm-hmm. when we talk football here on the show, we're talking about it from any perspective we feel like in the moment. So it could be a fantasy disappointment. It could be, you know, your favorite team. But well, you guys won. So Hampton won. Should be we won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there could be all kinds of ways you could take this. But I'm going to let you start 
Okay. Um, like I said, you could have one, you can have a bunch of them. However, you want to approach this, Bruce. Who, what, who, what is your disappointment for week one? <sighs> Damn, I gotta say, my biggest, biggest, biggest disappointment was Cam Akers. Um, oh. I mean, I should, I think I should have saw it coming. We all should have saw it coming. He, he wasn't practicing. You know, he missed pretty much most of the preseason. He finally got into practice like the week before. I felt like um, he just wasn't ready. He, he got out there and just didn't look like he was ready to play in the game. And he lost all the carries to uh, to uh, to Henderson. But I think that I'm disappointed in the fact that he, it wasn't it wasn't like he was like he he looked slow because he kept getting hit in the backfield, but. There were, you know, I saw some video clips of him just like, just missing block block assignments. You know, he just mm-hmm. wasn't like picking up a, the picking up the blitz, picking up his blocks, and I think those are the things that will keep you on the bench and keep you losing carries. For uh, sure. So, so I would say, you know, even even beyond the whole Achilles thing, that I think that Cam Akers is definitely my most disappointing player uh, of week one. Let yeah. me ask you this. Um, do you think, although he's a disappointment for you in week one, mm-hmm. do you have faith that Cam Akers has, you know, positive positive moments ahead of him, positive production ahead of him, even just this season, if you want to talk from this season? Or do you feel like if you have Akers on your team right now, mm-hmm. or you know, are, are you are you the guy right now who's trying to find the guys who have acres on their roster and trying to trade, thinking, hey, the wheels have fallen off for them? Oh, or are you the guy who has acres and you're like, I'm trying to get out from this if I can with anything? Oh man, that's a good question. I think if I'm the guy who doesn't have acres, I might be I might be trying to approach the 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 manager who has acres on the team to see if they're you know see if they're panicking, see if they want to sell. Right. Um, maybe you can buy low. I think it's a good buy low opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. But if I'm the Acres owner, I'm not selling. I, I think. Yeah. I mean, unless the obviously unless the deal is good, um, but I'm not going to sell on the low. I think that right. Acres, you almost have to give him a, another week or two in order to see if he can basically knock off the rust and, and really. Sh- and, and listen, worst case. If if this continues and we see that Devry, you know Henderson is the the, the lead dog, and they start giving uh, it was a Kyron Williams more snaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I know he got hurt, but I'm not sure the the severity of the injury. Um, but if he starts getting snaps, uh, then you know you can just cut him. You can just cut. You can cut Acres and you can move on. Um, but yeah. I would keep him because the upside is is too great, and you know he he could be a league winner when he's healthy. And that offense gets it right because that offensive line looked, looked terrible uh yeah. last Thursday. So yeah and I ask that because this is this is these are the moments that you know while we're having these conversations about these players, whether it is the surprises or the overreactions or the disappointments, whatever it is, um mm-hmm. this is when if you're listening or you're watching like you don't know you have, you have to know your you know the league the other league managers in your leagues that mm-hmm. You know how they feel about these guys. What kind of what kind of manager are they are? They the kind that panics early? Are they the kind that you know uh, is willing to wait on guys and be patient? And you have to take advantage of those opportunities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whether you know the guy who's willing to buy acres and you're trying to move them, whether it's the guy who you're trying to get them from, um, th- these are your moments. If we're talking about them as a disappointment or a surprise, like that means a lot oh, of other people may be feeling that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's good to know the lead managers who are impatient, who are 
you know, panicking, who are trying to because because <laughs> you see it everywhere. Just like we overreact yeah. with the games themselves in fantasy and the points, and everything. There, there's managers and team and leagues who are also overreacting, yeah. and freaking out. You know, so yeah. you got to take advantage of these kind of moments. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, so, I, so, I, I what about you? You got any uh, any disappointments uh, from? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. We well. Going? Unlike you, I mean, I, I wouldn't be myself if I didn't mention the Raiders <laughs> how, and how disappointed I am <laughs> just with that loss, right? Um, also disappointed in, in Derek Carr. Um, uh, you know, as you know, I have him in a lot of leagues. I, I use him in a lot of places. I, I have faith in my team. Maybe yeah. a little too biased on my own team, but Might be too um, much. <laughs> <no. laughs> but he was out there forcing too many throws, man, making bad plays. The O line doesn't help, of course, and it's a new offense. And he's trying to get familiar with guys, but. Um, you know, seeing him give up that ball three times to the defense uh, definitely didn't make me feel good. Didn't enough, yeah. didn't give me a happy feeling on Sunday. Did he give um, any warm vibes? Nah, I didn't get any warm. I mean, I got warm <laughs> vibes every time Devontae Adams caught the ball because it was looking sweet out yeah, there for yeah. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, but if but if I had to talk about a particular player, not on my Raiders, um, it was Isaiah Likely, the rookie tight end mm, for the Ravens. Yeah. I know he's a rookie, and I know it's yeah. only one game, but I did start him in a league or two. I was hoping that, man, this guy looked – he was on fire in the preseason. The Ravens know how to use tight ends. The Ravens need, you know, receiving targets. And I was just hoping, like, how can – I was thinking to myself, how can this guy not possibly squeeze me in a touchdown in the week one game? Or, you know, just give me 10 points, something solid. Yeah, or anything, I have, I, I'm in a lot of tight end premium leagues too. So I'm thinking, hey, this guy can get out there and give me, you know, some, some sneaky points out there. But instead he has, mm-hmm. you know, four targets – Caught none of them. <laughs> um, I, I'm not. I'm not disappointed in the sense of like you know I'm going to drop them or I, I don't want to you know um, you know I don't, I'm not going to get crazy with it. But I am disappointed and I, I, I maybe I, I need to temper my my expectations for him a little bit. Um, you know I was like I said I was hoping for like ten points out of them. Uh, yeah, you know I mean it's, it's, it's week one. I, I so I actually I got caught up in the uh, the likely hype. Also, <laughs> not gonna lie, I had uh, I think I had one of my teams I had I had to decide between uh, Irv Smith and Likely, mm. and I was like, damn, I think I, I just got to go Likely. I feel like and yeah. Irv actually didn't do anything this week one, so I, I guess it was a, a net neutral for both. Yeah, for, I mean, for leagues that we're in, you know, where we have like two tight end starters and mm-hmm. the leagues are deep. Like, I mean, you might have to just start a guy like Likely anyway, depending on you know your, the tight end room that you have in your on your lineup, yeah. but. Um, in leagues where you only start one tight end and maybe you have him in a vet, like you said, it's just it's when you have a guy like that, that's why they're dangerous, man. Like it's hard to, to like put down and bench that like potential. You know what I mean? You're like, man, like this might be the week. And, and you want to be the, the guy starting him when he goes off first time. You know what I mean? You want to be like, yeah, yeah, I knew it was coming. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, it, it was, was a disappointing say, week one. It, it was disappointing, but he is a rookie. So he's gonna have these moments where like it's gonna be he's gonna be volatile. One week he could yeah. do absolutely nothing. Another week he can get you some points. I I think the I think likely the reason why I really like him is because the the obstacles for him becoming a, a top ten tight end. If anything happens to Mark Andrews, oh. there you go, boom. You know, boom. He yeah. he's that guy. And there's a lot of good I mean, paths for him. Exactly. It's a shorter path. It's an easier path for him to get there. I mean, they already don't really have that many targets. Devin Duvernay, come on. Um, I, I don't. I mean, he did all right. He did all right. He did all right. He did all right. But is that going to be? Is that going to be an every week thing? 
We'll see. Maybe I don't know. I I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, yeah. Rashad Bateman. I like. I I love Rashad Bateman. Um, mm. But after that, I mean, it's really it's really likely, and um, you know, a bunch of other guys. So especially while the running backs are a mess, they're all injured, and it's kind of like just crazy. I was thinking, you know, what better time than now? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, exactly. We'll see. Well, I, I'll yeah. stay steady with it. I'm not going to give up. I'm just a little, you know, it's, it's that thing where, you know, your parents say, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. That's, <laughs> you know, that's how I feel right now. You that's know, I'm you not feel. mad at you. I'm just a little disappointed. Just a little disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we, we talked about everything in week one that, you know, you know, stood out immediately to us that got us emotional, mm-hmm. that, you know, the narratives and all this stuff that, you know, we had to get off our chest for week one, which again, it's messy, it's chaotic. So it's easy to, you know, find problems. It's easy to find yeah. surprises, it's, you know, but let's look ahead now. Um, okay. I want to look ahead to week two, some waivers, some mm. predictions. Okay. Um, for the waivers, we could throw out a few of them. I'll let you start um, okay. with the waivers. Just like I said, however you want to handle this, you know, we're going to keep, you know, adjusting these things as we go, but just some guys that you feel like, and again, I, I, I always want to mention viewers, listeners, they may not be in deep leagues. They may be in deep leagues. So we're going to give waivers that are for people who are in deep leagues, possibly sometimes. Sometimes you're just in, you know, standard leagues and maybe you have a lot of g- good players on waivers, but it's not too crazy. But we're always going to try to look a little deeper than the, the obvious surface. But who do you have um, for some week two waivers? Uh, I think the the person or the, the person I'm going to be targeting uh, on waivers is Kyle Phillips. I really mm-hmm. like what he was, what he did. I mean, obviously, I was watching the game, uh, and he looked good. I mean, he made he made a few mistakes uh, on the field. He, I think he dropped a couple passes, but he got like ten targets. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you get you get you know, that's the opportunity is when opportunity meets skill. That's when success happens, right? So I think um, I think you know you got to really look you got to look at Kyle Phillips as someone who you should be targeting. Um, I mean, Robert Woods didn't do anything, you know, this past week. He's still, Traylon Burks is still a rookie. Um, oh, I guess the Cowboys is also a rookie too, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, I think, you know, the, the role that he plays in that offense, he gets open, he's shifty, you know, he, he's that, he fits the stereotype uh, (laughs) of the shifty receiver. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think that they don't really have that many other options, weapons that they can go to. And I think he fills a role well. So I, I, I think, I think Kyle Phillips is a receiver that uh, I'm going to be targeting. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of other, other guys that I'm looking at, but I think he's the main one. So. So he's your priority. And, and, and that's an interesting, you know, guy. Cause like you said, I mean, he's not, he wasn't one of the talked up guys, you know, the, the main focus points of, of the receivers that, you know, people were thinking about, and then he has this good week. And mm-hmm. now you're in that position where you're like, okay, if you're in a league where you're spending you know, budget, you're like, do I apply a lot for this guy? Is it a one-week thing? Yeah. Um, so it's one of those guys where if you have space on your bench, um, you know, you add a guy like him. Adam, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah. And you're dropping probably a guy who, you know, you weren't that confident in, in the first place or didn't do anything. So it makes sense. Um, was there a lot of – was there any, was there a bunch of other wide receivers that you felt were, were worthy to put behind Phillips on your priority list? Yeah, I, I had a, my, my, my list uh, consists of uh, Kyle Phillips. I, I mean, obviously Kyle. Um, I mean, there was a, there was a Jeff, Jeff Wilson, obviously, is someone who I'm going to be looking at okay. considering uh, with uh, the injury to, to Elijah Mitchell. Right. Um, I really, 
I really like what I saw from Curtis Samuel. The you know, yes. Curtis Samuel truthers rejoice. You know, he finally actually <laughs> he's he's healthy. You know, he's out there. No no groin injuries, no hamstrings. Uh, so if he can stay healthy, I mean, they 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 were scheming him into, you know, scheming him up and getting place. Uh, the Commanders will get in place. So I think he I think he's probably going to be the the top waiver priority for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think going Come into but we're we're talking about a guy who, like you said, is healthy. Yeah, people always believed in the talent. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. he's in a system now with a coach who's familiar with him and knows how to use him. And exactly, so exactly. it could be the perfect storm for Curtis Samuel. You know what I mean, this and, could, and, this could finally and, we, and we mentioned Carson Wentz earlier, who who figured out a way to make him productive and, and make it work. So exactly. he believes in Curtis Samuel. So I, I hear you on this one. Yeah, yeah. This this could finally be his year. Uh, I also like what I saw from. Um, it was it was really just one highlight, but I really like Garrett Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, he had this one play where basically. He caught the ball and made like three guys miss. I mean, there's just like boom, 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 boom. Now, I think the Jets offense is probably going to struggle uh, for the next few weeks um, because Flacco is a statue in the, you know, in the pocket. Um, so he's going to be a sitting duck. But I think Garrett's someone to watch. I, I mean, who, who's who's going to stop him from, you know, from ascending? Uh, Corey, was it Adams? <laughs> I, listen, I, I'm personally an Elijah Moore guy. Okay, so, yeah, I love Elijah Moore. Yeah, so I, I like him more. But I mean, there are a couple wide receivers in New York, but I obviously Garrett Wilson has a, a hype train behind him, and yeah, rightfully yeah, yeah. so. So yes, yeah, so I'm hearing you on that one. Yeah. What about you? Who, who are some uh, who are some waiver wire targets man, that you're looking at? You'd be honest, man. You, you spoke about a lot of the wide receivers here, and a lot of the guys who you know have stood out this week and who are mm-hmm. who are worthy of ads. I was kind of thinking along the lines of the running backs and I was thinking more of the guys who are, you know, quote unquote backups or handcuff running backs mm-hmm. that are worthy of waiver odds uh, ads again depending on the leagues that you're in whether these guys are even available. Mm-hmm. Um but I'll throw in Herbert in Chicago. I loved him love for yeah. this week. I loved him last year when he got to, you know, to start. And so He's a big time ad for me. Um, well, actually, I have him in the last spots too. But yeah, yeah. He's a big well, listen, ad. Uh, you know, you know who has Herbert in our dynasty league, right? Come awesome. on, man, let's you, Bruce, you, <laughs> this guy. Let's make a trade. Let's make it. Let's make a trade. We'll have to look at that. We'll have to look at that. Um, right. I also like Hilliard. Yeah, he, he looked good yeah. out there. Um, Pacheco and KC. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys are all, you know, again, quote unquote backups. I use quotations sure. here and, and handcuffs, which people hate in fantasy. But, you know, what I loved the most was even as backups, even as getting the the limited, you know, part of the offense at parts of the games, or or just that's because that's how they're play, they're they're put into the into the play calling. But mm-hmm. they produced, man. They produced with the workload that they yeah. received at, at a high yeah. level, and they look good on their own. So, like, yeah. I'm not even referring to if a player gets hurt in front of them, the starter. I'm even saying just as they are, they're flex-worthy guys. Hmm, um, so I like I, I like them all. And again, depending on your league size, depending on you know what formats you're in, you know these guys may or may not be available, or you maybe it's something you're gonna you know force a trade for. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm a believer in these guys. You know, not just from their week one production, but I just believe overall uh, moving forward that they're you know they're worth having. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether you're in dynasty, stay, uh, redraft, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I I agree with you. I think I think those guys, especially her, I really love Herbert. Um, I try to contain my Herbert love. But you're trying uh, to trade him to me. What's that? 
Now nah, I know the price is too high. You're trying to trade them to me. <laughs> nah, listen, you made me an offer, man. I can't refuse if you got them. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I agree. I, I think uh I think those are some 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 solid some solid uh guys to target. Um and I, I do think it, with the the season now that we have like 17, 17 games, eighteen games. Mm-hmm. 18. Well, eighteen games, one oh, yeah, seventeen. Yeah. Yes, yeah, seventeen games. I think it's it's even more important to know who who the who, you know who the the backup quote unquote backup running back is, but who right. has standalone value. I think it's even more because guys, you know, the guys going to get injured, especially these running backs. You know, they they play like maybe 15, 14, 15 games per year, right? And mm-hmm. so there's going to be that that window where you know a guy like Herbert or whoever is going to step up and help win your league. Uh, so wait, so I got a question for you. So no, uh, no Jalen Warren love. You don't think uh, he can step up? Yeah, and, uh... yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. there, there's so many to mention here. Yeah, you know I mean, um, sure. but these guys, I really do like their standalone value. And again, you know, th- these guys are injuries aside. You know, you know, you mentioned the season's longer. Um, mm-hmm. Running backs are already a rough position, but mm-hmm. these guys just have you know injuries or not, they have this good standalone value that I like. You know, for flex for flex players. Yeah. And um, I think their offenses are make a make it make it a, a point to use them um, mm-hmm. because again you're trying not to get your starter hurt and to do that you have to offset them with guys like these guys who exactly. whether a starter gets hurt or not I believe they're you know there's a lot of value there um, and, and, and sure the weeks may be inconsistent sometimes but they can have some really explosive weeks and at least maybe a, a good floor. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Man, it makes makes perfect sense. All right, cool. So the last thing I want to do before we wrap this show up here is. Okay. I always like to end on some predictions, man. Mm, and okay. it's easy to just make predictions, but let's go bold. Ooh, let's, okay. you know, make something a little, a little. let's get a little risky, but not too crazy. I, you know, bold predictions, uh, you know, I have to believe they're realistic in some sense, but maybe okay. a little crazy. Okay. Um, only, I mean, bold predictions for week two. Mm. What, what, um, I'll even start with one. I, I, I probably have two, I have two that I want to share, but I'll start with one. Okay. Dotson. We keep talking about, the commander's offense. I talked about Wentz. You talked about the um, the team in general, Curtis Samuel, some of the guys on the offense. Terrible Jahan ball, Dotson, yeah. Jahan Dotson mm-hmm. will be the best rookie wide receiver in week two. And to make this even more bold, I think Dotson will finish the season as the best rookie wide receiver in fantasy football. Wow. I'm going that, there. That's a that's a pretty bold. That's a pretty bold statement. Okay. Um, I'm going to say right now he has the lead in terms of the best rookie wide receiver for this current season just based on his week one performance. Right. Drake London looked pretty good. Drake London looked pretty good. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I'm going to say I I can't knock that. I can't knock that that bold call. Um, I do think – it's going to be hard for him to um, – I mean, he's definitely going to get pace. the target. But you still got Terry McLaurin there. You got Curtis Samuel there. I mean, even Antonio, Antonio Gibson got into the, the act in terms of yeah. like uh, – but I can see it. I can see that. I can see that being a good one. So I like it. He's actually one of the wide receivers I targeted too. Like, you know, going into the season, I was like, man, I felt like – even though he was being talked about, I just feel yeah. like it's still not enough. It's still not enough because I, I, I like the situation fight, he landed it in. I like his mm. talent. I just thought, man, mm. this is a little too underrated for me. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I didn't I didn't start him, 
I wish I would have started him this week. I should have swapped in a flex position, likely in him. Who would you start <laughs> over? Who would you start over? I had well, I, I think I had him in my um, Scott Fishbowl league, and I didn't start him there. But okay. um, I made some mistakes for sure, uh, which probably we all do. We all do, cost man. me this okay. week. But just just looking at that lineup, which I know for sure I had him in. Yeah. Um, I started at wide receiver over him. Let me see who I started, just because I'm curious now. Um, <laughs> this week I started Elijah Moore at wide receiver, uh, T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, okay. and Michael Thomas. Okay, all right. I, I can't be mad at that. that that's a, the logic behind that makes sense. So I, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, I, I didn't get killed for it, but I wish I would have yeah. got him in there, man. Listen, you you, you got a you got a bonus with uh, with Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think most most people probably let Mike Thomas sit for week one to kind of let him kind of prove that he's good to go. Yeah. Hey, listen, he came out. And I did the show. opposite. I'm like, I drafted this guy. <laughs> I, I, I had to have had faith in the man. Let me just let me just roll with it from. The I, love it, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. It it fits the narrative. Like, listen, let's let's let it ride, man. Exactly. Let it ride. Exactly. So you give me a, a bold prediction for week two. Okay. What are you thinking. Uh, all right. So I got a bold prediction. I think. I think uh, Joe Herbert, uh, Joey B. I think oh, he. I think he finishes week two as uh, as the top uh, as one of the top three QBs. I think he comes okay. out guns blazing. Um, you know, I feel like Joey B. He feels like the kind of guy that holds like grudges, and he like you know he just like thinks like, damn, I need to like make up for playing like garbage. Uh, he, he played pretty bad. I mean, to start the game against the Steelers, he played pretty bad. Oh, I think he's man, gonna come four out. interceptions. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Jeez, damn, that was he's bad. Killing me out there. He he killed me. I got in one league, and he absolutely killed me. He did try to fix it. He did try to fix it by the end of the game. He did four he interceptions, did. man. That's difficult. <laughs> it's, that's hard to come back from. I think I think Joe Burrow finishes the year as a top five QB. I feel like he finishes the year as a top five QB and this coming week he kicks off the Joe Burrow uh, top five QB tour. So I think he uh, kicks it off and uh, we'll see, man. I hope he comes back from the concussion though. So we'll see. Yeah. That, that's a big thing. And, and how yeah. good is Jamar Chase, man? Oh my Sheesh. God. The, he, uh, he, he makes it look so easy. Mm-hmm. Like the Steelers know he's getting the ball. There's no one else who you can pass to. I actually no. no one else. But they know he's getting the ball. They, yeah, they know it. What are you going to yeah. do? So it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's crazy. It's crazy. What about you? You said you had two. You had two. Yeah, predictions. yeah. What one more I'm going to go with. Um, and I know this is going to hurt a lot of people out there who had a lot of faith in this rookie running back. But my second bold prediction does not favor the rookie, and it's that Rex Burkhead will continue to be the more productive running back in the Texas backfield. Damn, Pierce know. was the new guy. I get it. He's getting all the love. Yeah. But the Texans are a young offense, like overall, right? And Damn, a, a vet like Burkhead, I feel like is exactly, you know, what the offense needs to keep it balanced, yeah. to keep it flowing. The yeah. coaches know it, and he's just he just makes everything easy. I mean, we've seen him flourish in like you know in New England, all these places, and so he he's like he's good anywhere he goes. You know what I mean? He like he he, sure. he you throw him in a system and he makes it work. So I think they're going to continue to use him a lot more than people thought. I think he's mm-hmm. a great you know, a uh, person to watch and study and learn from for Pierce. Um, I think that that's going to hurt a lot of people. I know a lot of people really liked Pierce 
Uh, and when certain moves were made before the season started, they thought he was the go-to for sure, lock-in. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, my second bold prediction that I want to use going into week two is that Rex Burkhead will continue to outproduce him in week two, but also I feel like this might be a trend all season. Damn, I think you might be right again, man. I, <laughs> I know, I'm, and I don't want it to be right because I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, peers, I have a lot of shares in peers, so. <laughs> I'm hoping this is not the case. I'm hoping he comes out and like puts up some, uh, you know, some stronger RB one, lower low end RB one, high end RB two numbers. But mm-hmm. I think I think you might be right. I think that offense, the way they play, Burke, Burkehead is he's the third. He's the guy they're gonna bring in when they start falling behind. And oh man, this, uh, I think I made a mistake. Ah, no <laughs> man, you didn't make a mistake. But, you know, it's just going to take longer than people expected, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, and, and, and again, you know, the NFL is so fluid that, you know, this could change in, in a second. But mm-hmm. I just think that – I just think when you get these rookie running backs, if you can, you know, again, it's a young offense. You know what I mean? Young mm-hmm. quarterbacks, young wide receivers. You need these vets like Burkhead and Cooks and guys like that to, like, keep this thing, you know, flowing at a good level. You know what I'm saying? No, and at no, least yeah. early – Early in the season, it's probably not too bold to say it, but I think it'll go this way the whole way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that Pierce won't do well. I just because yeah. I, I think the Texans' offense is going to do better than people probably think. But I just think that Burkhead is is going to be more of a problem than anyone really anticipated. Where do you think? Where do you think uh, Pierce finishes the year? Man, I don't know overall. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, him and Burkhead might even be kind of close you know, when when it's all said and done stat wise. But yeah. I just think that Burkhead will be a problem for him and for the people, you know, who are banking on Pierce to have a, you know, a huge season. I was one of those people, so. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert over Pierce. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think, I, you know what? Honestly, I do think, I do think Herbert could finish the year with more, more fancy points than Pierce. I think that's possible. I should have just, just adjusted to that right away. Yeah, Herbert yeah, over Pierce. <laughs> Ruffle some rough feathers out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. Any more bold predictions, or should we just wrap uh, this thing up? I got one more. I got one, one more bold prediction. Right. I think the Cowboys are gonna. I think they're gonna make a play for Jimmy G. Really? I think so. I mean, I mean, listen. We know what Cooper was. It Cooper Rush, Cooper Cush. Yeah, Cooper. 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 I they wish know. it was Cooper Cup. That's what they wish. Cooper it was. Cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. taking that quarterback right now. Oh my! Listen, they're gonna see Cooper. Uh, Cooper Rush is gonna get out there, stink up the joint. They're going to realize they need a quarterback and they're going to say, Hey, San Fran, you know, let's, let's make a deal. And maybe Jimmy G shows up in, in Dallas. So, yeah. I mean, if, if you, if you let, you know, Dallas tell it, mm-hmm. they're not going to look to trade. I don't know about that though, man. Dak is out six to eight weeks. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know if the Cowboys can take six to eight weeks, eight weeks of, of losing. Losing games, man. Like, this is a real hit to like cowboy fans and even just fantasy, you know, managers and everything. Like, this sucks. I I even have Dak in some leagues, and this year for some reason, I don't know why. I I I went heavy into drafting Dak. I don't I don't know what it was that. Yeah, I don't know what you know what triggered me to do it, but I drafted him in a couple leagues, and it's disappointing that this happens. And hopefully, I can you know make it work. But I know what I won't be doing, and that's picking up Cooper Rush. (laughs) <laughs> so, leave Cooper the, Rush on the bench. Leave, leave him. Leave him on uh, waiver. Leave him as man. a free agent. Listen, if you need a quarterback this early in the season, your season's probably over anyhow. So. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time with Cooper Rush. 
Um, <laughs> Hell no. But, it, but it, so again, this is a situation where if you're in a league where somehow yeah. Super Rush and Carson Wentz were available and you had Dak, Carson Wentz ain't looking too shabby as a pickup right yeah, now. You I mean, again, in, in a small league yeah. where he's available. You know what I mean, this yeah. is the kind of stuff where I'm not picking up Cooper Rush. I don't give a damn how excited you were about the Cowboys offense before this. No. He ain't Dak. He ain't going to be Dak. So, um, yeah. you know, that's where I'm at with this one. Listen, um, I'm, I'm going to let somebody else in our, our Superflex League pick him up. I'm not <laughs> doing it. Won't do it. Not going to waste any energy, time, mm-hmm. fab on that guy. Not going to do it. So. No, nah, that's not where I place my fab at. Exactly, not. exactly, exactly. I'm not going to be the guy who picks him up and like, all right, who wants to trade for him? Nah, <laughs> Actually, I'm that's me. I'm that guy. I'm always that yeah. guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I are. I'm picking this guy to waiver. Does anyone want to? <laughs> no, nah, not me. Not not this time. Not that gotcha. guy. Gotcha. I had a little more faith in him, maybe. But okay. Know. All right, man. So, I mean, that that's it for me. That's it. That's Those are the important, you know, major, major things that stand out. Like I said, we try, we're going to try always to keep these episodes short, sweet, yeah. to the point. We're always going to bring up the most important narratives and the most important players and the, and the, and the biggest things that stood out to us, whether it's positive or negative. Um, and, and, we'll, and we'll we'll keep switching things up and keeping things fresh. Um, if listeners have questions or, or anything like that they want to submit, they can feel free to hit us up at Rival Fantasy um, on Instagram, on Twitter, wherever it is. Just add us, DM us, follow us, <laughs> however you want to do it. Snap us. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Uh, just hit us up and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll for sure get to the questions or whatever topics uh, you guys want to discuss. But Bruce, man, that's all I have for today. Is there anything else you want? Anyone you want to shout out? Anything you want to say? Uh, any player you and, and anyone any player you want to show love to before we end this uh, broadcast? Listen, <laughs> uh, I need Russell Wilson to go out here and perform. I need him to continue balling out. I need uh, Javante to do something. I need uh, Rashad Penny to do something. So I, I got a few leagues that I'm I'm basically uh, hanging on by a string to see if I can win it out. So I need these guys to do something. So we'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, wh- wh- where is the game at right now? Uh, I think the game is the fourth. It's the fourth quarter, I think, and the score is seventeen thirteen. All right, yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, it's a close game. I was, I was, I was not expecting it to be this close. I will say that I was not expecting it to be this close, but it's, it's yeah. And just, just um, let's see, really quick, thirteen seventeen Seahawks, and Mm -hmm. we got Russell Wilson with over three hundred yards passing and a touchdown. Jerry Judy over a hundred with a touchdown, man. I needed that. I probably just won some games with that one. Yeah. Melvin Gordon with more rushing carries than Javante. More yards. Yeah, that's too. a tough one to swallow. But you know what? I think we gotta almost expect that to happen. The only thing is Javante, as we expected, reception wise, he has eight receptions for 51 yards right now. So yes. as some people as, as many expect, he's he's crushing in that regard. Yeah, um, love it. Love it. If you're in a PR league, he's he's definitely if you're in PPR league, I think I think Javante is gonna be. Uh, I think he's a top. I think he'll he'll finish the year as a top ten back. Yeah, he's gonna do really well. And then Geno yeah. Smith, 191 yards, two touchdowns. Rashad mm-hmm. Penny leading with 60 yards. Um, Need some more. The, the, some but more. but but the guys who are scoring touchdowns in uh, Seattle right now: Kobe Parkinson, Will Disley. I mean, these are not DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. This is get these not guys what out expected. of here. Get him, out of, get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> so that I'm sure not people, many people are not happy about. But we'll see how that game ends. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it next episode. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no we'll see, we'll, no we'll see what's relevant from it. Because uh, yeah. there will be some relevance, some narratives that we need to talk about. Of um, hey, but that's it for today. Again, subscribe, like, review. Do all them good things. 
Rival Fantasy Football Podcast. Bruce, we are out, my man. All right, man. Later. Later.